Jones. Today on Broadway for, is it technically Monday, June 10th episode, James? Yeah, let's because... go with Monday, June 10th. Okay, welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, June 10th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, this is our fourth year recording minutes. We are less than 20 minutes after the Tony Awards ended. This is the fourth year we've done this. It seems crazy to think that we've gone through... Uh, four Tony Awards together doing today on Broadway. Um, it seems like 30, seems like 90. Um, but it was it was an interesting ceremony, James. We had some upsets. We had some surefire things win. The performances and the bits, a little up and down for me. But uh, overall, another great night to celebrate theater with people around the world. I think it was an excellent night to celebrate theater around the world i i i I, one of the themes that corden sort of joked about i'm not sure that the jokes went over really well but the sentiment was exactly spot on was that this is a community that pulls together uh during these award seasons versus uh other communities that pull apart during (laughs) their playoffs as you were although Although, uh, who who was it? Was it Laura Lenny and, and Audra, uh, Audra McDonald? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I would not want to get in the middle of those two. Those two could probably throw down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was afraid it was getting real. I was you know. Although after the after the ninth time, Audra pretended like she was going to take off her earring and then didn't and then kept pretending. I yeah. figured, oh, this is probably not real. This is probably a bit. Oh, Come on, Audra, sure. commit, commit. I know. Seriously, go all the way and <laughs> and next or whatever. <laughs> Or yes, and that's what it is. Yes, and so uh, let's uh, quickly run through uh, the winners. Why don't you uh, give us a, uh, an overview? All right. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we do the productions first, then we'll get into the performances and kind of go from there and see if there's anything we want to talk about. The big winner of the night, as always, is in the best musical category, and that went to Hades Town. Uh, they did have the most wins on the evening they had eight tony awards some in categories i expected some in categories i didn't expect but Hades Town won best musical the best play went to the ferryman author jez butterworth um as to be expected best revival of a musical went to rogers and hammerstein's oklahoma in that two horse race i don't remember did did andrew win or did sutton win that that bet Oh, you know, I, I I couldn't keep keep up with the two of them. Okay, well, someone someone won either uh, cash, a signed playbill, or cash. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, best revival of a play went to Boys in the Band, um, and Mark Crawley won a Tony Award for that because of the new rules that allow uh, playwrights who have for either different reasons to potentially win for writing the best play revival. So, James, what stuck out to you about those specific awards? Um, but, well, yeah, I think many of them were, uh, were the leaders, the expected things, the boys in the band things stuck out to me. Uh, interesting that it was remembered a year later. Uh, and, uh, Mark Crowley, uh, an impassioned speech about the original production and how the nine actors that took on these roles in the beginning, back in the day, uh, were told they were, they're their careers were in jeopardy. So uh, again, a 
this this reflection of theater and life is, is just so strong. And I think it's the thing that pulls us all back into it and what we love most deeply about the theater is that, that human connection. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of the actual humans that get to put on these productions, let's look over to the performance categories. First up in the best performance by an actor in a leading role in a play, the winner, as expected, was Brian Cranston for Network. Although, man, can we just outlaw Me Too jokes? Because they're yeah. not funny and they're really off-putting and they make people that everybody genuinely loves um, not genuinely loved. So let's just ixnay on the e2 may jokes um i don't know if i did my pig latin right but um stop with that um and then actually much earlier in the evening best performance by an actress in a leading role in a play again as expected went to elaine may for the waverly gallery 50 freaking years after her last time on broadway what a special special moment then we go to uh, Best Performance by an Actor in a Lead Role in a Musical. That award went to, again, you'll sense a theme here, as expected, Santino Fontana for Tootsie. Um, you know, James, for all of the the ill will that the production of Tootsie has, has gotten from myself in, included, I, I have a lot of issues with that show, which I've talked about before. I genuinely am very happy for Santino. He is one of those guys that everybody likes. Everybody um, is excited for and, and is just one of those good guys that works hard and, and does good work and is a, is a genuine artist. So super happy for him. And then best performance by an actress in a leading role in a musical. Again, as expected, these eight awards, no surprises. The rest of the surprises are later. But uh, for that one, leading actress in a musical went to Stephanie J. Block for The Share Show. Same thing. Uh, one of the most beloved individuals in the theatrical community, winning her first Tony on her third nomination. Um, probably wouldn't be a win or be a, a performance that won in a lot of years, but because of there weren't any breakout. Uh, breakout performances in the leading actress in the musical category this year. I think she kind of won um, maybe not with the, the best performance of her career, but uh, an award that is nonetheless deserved James. Yeah. And uh, these are again, uh, n no tremendous surprises here. Uh, all very, very strong uh, things there. Of course, I did get the Elaine May thing wrong, and you you forewarned me of that a number of times, and I tried. did not listen to you. I, I tried. I know you tried. I, I appreciate that. You know, <laughs> I think that most uh, most actors uh, and actresses are asking me not to pick them next year because it, it's it's bad when I pick people. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. See how you did in any of these categories. First up, best performance by an actor in a featured role in a play. Nope. Bertie. Co What's that? Nope, I got this wrong, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did, too, actually. I, I went with Benjamin Walker. Uh, but Bertie Carvel won for Inc. Best performance by an actress in a featured role in a play. This is the one. If you screwed this one up, James, we are done. I'm hanging up right now. <laughs> Best performance by an actor, actress in a featured role in a play. Celia Keenan-Bolger for To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, you got that one, right? Yes. How beautiful was her speech? Oh, she's wonderful. She's, she's wonderful. The, she's the bestest. Um, the best performance by an actor in a featured role in a musical, Andre De Shields, won for Hadestown. Can we, He's, between, between him and Elaine May, I think only people over the age of 70 should be allowed to give acceptance speeches. Andre De Shields, uh, his speech has already become a meme, and it's like less than two hours later. And his three rules are <laughs> everywhere all of his social media facebook instagram uh the tweeter machine things uh, it's it's everywhere i'm getting it in emails 
wow, you know, and uh, and well deserved. Very nice, very good. All right, and then the last featured performance actress in a featured role in a musical went to Allie Stroker. Um, this is one I got wrong. I really thought that the Hades Town train would would get this one to Amber Gray, but Allie Stroker n- not undeserving. Um, but I was a little disappointed with this one. It also means that I did not get my predictions from like nine months ago. Correct. I said that Hades town would win best musical. It did. I said two of their performers would win. That was wrong. Only one actually won. So, uh, I, I did screw that up. Although in my heart, Amber gray won. Um, but certainly emotional, uh, Ali Stroker becomes the first Tony winner, uh, who uses a wheelchair, uh, to, to win an award, obviously. So, uh, congratulations to her, James, anything else from those, uh, featured performance categories stick out to you? Uh, no, uh, I, I think that they are really, uh, again, I have no issue with any of them. I, I totally overlooked the Bertie Carville thing. Uh, I, I really didn't, for I didn't see a lot of campaigning for ink, and I thought it was late in the thing, and I didn't think that ink got uh, tremendous uh, reviews in in a season that was full of very strong plays. Uh, but certainly Bertie Carville's performance it was amazing and well deserved. So I have I have no arguments with any of these things. All right, cool. So let's move on to some of the other ones. Best original score went to Anais Mitchell for Hades Town. She could not complete the uh, the writing sweep in the musical categories as Robert Horn won for Best Book of a Musical for Hades Town. Looking at, or I'm sorry, for Tootsie. Looking at Best Direction categories, Best Direction of a Play went to Sam Mendes for The Ferryman, who was actually shooting a film in Scotland and could not make it to the Tony Awards. Um, so uh, was it Rachel Brosnahan and mm-hmm. uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson decided yeah. to keep the award for themselves so uh, congratulations to them uh best direction of a musical this did uh, well this might not have even gotten caught up in the sweep this might have led the sweep for best direction of a musical rachel chavkin for Hades Town. i think um all of those were very much expected james but one that was not expected was the best choreography category now the nominees will remind you here camille a brown for choir boy warren carlisle who was you know expected to be the favorite with Brown, potentially the runner up. Then you had Dennis Jones for Tootsie, David Newman for Hades town, but none of those people won Sergio Trujillo for ain't too proud. The life and times of the temptations one did not see that one coming. James, I thought he probably would have been third, maybe fourth. If David Newman got picked up by the rising tide of Hades town, but did not expect, expect Sergio to win that one. If you go back to uh, this week on Broadway last week and the subsequent uh, discussions on today on Broadway, you will see that I pick Sergio Trujillo. Even a blind dog finds a bone every once in a while. That's very true. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's run through the rest of these uh, design categories. Best design of a costumes for a play went to Rob Howell. We'll hear his name again for The Ferryman. Best costume design of a musical. Shocker. Bob Mackey from The Share Show. Although mm-hmm. I still have not gotten a, a good explanation as to why those designs for costumes were eligible, yet the songs that share saying we're not eligible for best score. It would seem to me that if those songs, which were written and created for something else, were not eligible, why were the costumes that were designed for other purposes able to be used here? But that's neither here nor there. It's over Bob Mackey in his 80s is a Tony winner. Best scenic design of a play. Again, Rob Howell for The Ferryman. Best scenic design of a musical did not 
go to David Corns for Beetlejuice, who was the expected winner. Instead, Rachel Houck won for Hadestown. Best sound design of a play went to Fitz Patton for Choir Boy. Best sound design of a musical went to Nevin Steinberg and Jessica Paz from Hadestown. Jessica Paz was the first nominee and first winner who was a woman in this category. Best lighting design of a play went to Neil Austin for Inc. And best lighting design of a musical went to Bradley King for Hadestown. The only other award of competitive nature that we have not talked about yet was orchestrations, which did, as expected, uh, go to um, uh, Oklahoma. I'm trying to scroll the name, find the name so I don't screw it up. Uh, Kluger, I can't remember his first name. Orchestrations, there we go. Oh, no, it did not. I was wrong. I, I did not. I screwed that wrong. I screwed that up. I, it's been so long. My head is mush. It did not go to Daniel Kluger for Oklahoma. It went to Michael Chorney and Todd Sikafus for Hadestown. See, it's been like three hours and I've already forgotten. So. And it wasn't on air, you know? Right. The, it wasn't on air. It wasn't on air I, because orchestrations, that's not too important. Well, you know, we have this <laughs> argument every year about all these things, the writing categories and orchestrations and all these things that we want them to be televised. You can't do it on CBS. I mean, there's it's already three plus hours and they're not cutting out the the, the bits and the performances because those are the things that get socialed and shared. So if you're going to do it on CBS, it's got to be five, four hours, which CBS isn't going to do. Or as we've talked about before, the only way to really do it is to have it either streaming on like CBS All Access or to have it on PBS or Broadway HD or something else. Because if we want these things aired, it ain't going to be on CBS. And I don't think CBS should, from a business standpoint, if they're looking to actually try to make some money off of this thing, it can't be four hours long. So uh, I, I'm totally on board with trying to recognize these people some way. But I don't think this is CBS's fault, at least not in the broadcast sense. So the Bob Mackie thing, it, it's it's a very... Uh... Uh, I foresee a Felicia trivia question here eventually down the road about a character who was in a show but won a Tony Award for something that he didn't do in the show because he wasn't actually – he was the character in the show, but he actually is a real person outside of the show. You see what I'm getting at there? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like someone who was a character in a show who won a Tony Award for that show but, but not, not for the for thing what... that happened in the show. Yeah, I get you. Exactly. You know. That's very Felicia-esque. But <laughs> um, let's run through real quick the, uh, the, the tallies for each show. Mm-hmm. Um, Ain't Too Proud, The Boys in the Band, Choir Boy Network, To Kill a Mockingbird, and The Waverly, Waverly Gallery all picked up one Tony Award. The Share Show, Inc., Oklahoma, and Tootsie all picked up two. The Ferryman picked up four, and Hadestown, as I said earlier, was in the lead with eight. Um, so, James, that, those are the awards. That's the big thing for the awards. Um, I was working, uh, posting articles, posting videos all night for Broadway World. Um, so I didn't get to, I mean, I watched it all, obviously, but I had kind of had to have one eye on the TV, one eye on the computer. What, what did you think of the performances? Was there anything that stood out? What did you think worked? What did you think didn't? Um, how did you feel about James Corden hosting? All of that kind of fun stuff. So let's get the bad stuff out of the way right away. Mm, there's, uh, there's quite, what was that? There was quite a few of that, quite a bit of that. Well, the thing that was most disappointing to me was the Hades Town s- sequence. What the uh, hell was that? What was that? This is a show I love. You and I both picked it as best musical. I, it, it uh, you know, I'm just not sure. Sh- t- totally pieced together and out of context it was it was too too disjointed for me 
um, and didn't show off Hades Town all that well. And maybe they were afraid of taking down the internet and jamming all the phone lines because it's so awesome. Well, I don't know. I kind of felt like Roger Debris uh, it, it, from the producers. Like, it's too downbeat. You know, this is Hades Town, this in- infectious, vibrant musical, which, yes, has dark undertones and a, a dark aesthetic. But like, I, I would not go see that show. And what sucks is, is they did a performance on CBS uh, Saturday morning last week, which we talked about. And I talked about the videos and the recommendations earlier this past week that featured everybody in the cast was energetic, did a lot of the stuff that I think they wanted to do in that number, but better. Um, So I was really, really disappointed with that number as well. That was probably in terms of performances for personal reasons, not that it was the worst, but it was probably the most disappointing for me. Um, so Corden, I think, uh, is great. Wonderful. I wonder, you know, they ran eight, nine minutes late or something like that. It was, it came down 1109, maybe 1110, something like along those lines. Yeah, that's right. Uh, did they not have a closing number or did they have a closing number and cut it cause they were running so long? No, they did not have a closing number as of the Tony's dress rehearsal, uh, early on, okay. earlier on Sunday. Uh, and any clues about what pushed them over? I, I don't, I think it always kind of goes this late. I mean, you remember, uh, five or six years ago when it went over and, and the Atlanta affiliate cut it off. Um, I, I think if we look back every year, I think it always goes five to 10 minutes past 11. Hmm. Uh, I wonder if the Boston affiliates cut off, uh, with the big news out of Boston tonight. Oh, did Boston win? Uh, well, Boston won, but uh, David Ortiz got shot. Whoa! In the uh, Dominican Republic. So, oh, I did not know uh, that. Okay. Well, so I wonder if so Boston's going to Game Seven in the Stanley Cup, a uh, little sport ball, and David Ortiz from the Boston Red Sox, Big Papi, wow. Big Papi uh, got shot. And well, so, I hope he's okay. uh, yeah, he seems. Uh, uh, the initial reports are it seems like it. So okay, uh, can we talk about Corden though? Because I yeah, want to no, talk about this opening number. Um, you know, the opening number, Tom, Tom Kitt strikes head. again, Tom Kitt strikes again, where he just writes things that are to me, a melodic. I don't remember anything. And then they did. They just jammed too many damn words in there. Stream of consciousness. It's not good, guys. No. Give me a hook. Give me something that I know yeah. the words to and don't say the same thing. 30 times in a 10 minute song. It was, I loved the idea. They tried to do the the similar things to like the Neil Patrick Harris's bigger number, or it's not just for gays anymore. Um, and they tried to make it this big celebration of what theater was. And I totally am down with that. But to me, that was a big old swing and a miss uh, in terms of an opening number. And I generally love Corden as a performer and, and as a host and those kind of things. But that was no bueno for me. Uh, then we had James in the bathroom, which I really thought was funny. I thought that was great. I, I mean, like that was yeah. the best, best pub that, uh, be more chill could have gotten when they only had one nomination all night. Absolutely. I, James in the bathroom was hysterical and they kept down. It was, it was such well-structured comedy on top of being such clever lyrics and, 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 uh, a, a tie into a, a current show. Uh, and then to bring out, you know, Sarah Brillis and, and Josh and Neil Patrick Harris. And it was it was really a lot of fun. Uh, I re- really liked it. The uh, in memoriam section, Cynthia Erevo. Oh, my God. Well, so 
I, I, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been maybe better and more appropriate for that in memoriam segment for them maybe to have Cynthia saying, um, we can never go back to before from ragtime. Oh, with, that'd be interesting. You know, yeah. I, I thought it was a little weird. Like I, I didn't love the song choice of can you feel the love tonight? Yeah. Like I understand what they were going for, but that is a song about two, well, people slash lions falling in love. And it just felt weird to me, especially because, Cynthia did what if you're gonna have Cynthia Revo sing a song, what Cynthia Revo is going to do. And she goes, you know, she modulates up and belts at the end, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. But like, it's a love song. And I, I it felt a little weird to me. And especially with Marin getting the call out from Stokes beforehand, like you, you could have gone never go back to before. But um, that that just whole thing felt a little weird to me. Well, the, the Aaron's and Flaherty back to before from Ragtime uh, uh in comparison to the Elton John, can you feel the love tonight? You can repeat, can you feel the love tonight over and over and over? And, and, and it doesn't get in the way of the message because it's a pop song that really yeah. is just, it's very Edge Lloyd Webber. It repeats itself over and over. You should mean like you can vamp it for as long as you, you need it, to. Exactly. That's gotcha. exactly the words that I needed to find. Yes. Uh, versus, uh, you know, if they did back to before, they would have had to do multiple songs and, uh, but that's fair, but, uh, I didn't notice anybody, uh, you know, being, having been left out of the immemorium section, but certainly I'm know, sure we'll, we'll hear, if we'll there hear was. about, we'll hear about it tomorrow. Uh, somebody yeah. who is inadvertently, uh, left out for some reason or another, um, but overall, I thought it was a very successful Tony Awards, and I didn't. There was no huge train wrecks. There was no huge surprises. Uh, there, there was no Sebastian Bach getting hit, in, or no Brett Michaels. Brett getting Michaels, hit in the head. yeah. <laughs> With uh, and dropping the curtain on, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I will say again, only had one eye on the TV throughout the night, but it seemed. I thought it was kind of middle of the road. Like if I'm giving it a, a, a grade, I'll give it a C. Um, I did not like a lot of the, the performances. Uh, the share performance seemed very low energy and it got swallowed up. Uh, same thing with, with too darn hot. I thought the proms was really good. Um, Tootsie, Adam Feldman said something along the lines of maybe Tootsie should have just done a medley of book scenes uh, instead. Um which I thought was kind of funny. I thought Oklahoma's was fantastic. I thought having Ali start it and then going to Oklahoma, I thought that sold some tickets. I think that probably made it, um, uh, kept it alive through its ex- already previously announced extension. I thought Oklahoma's was great. Um, Beetlejuice, a lot of fun as well. I thought they handled that incredibly well, other than the fact that it seemed like the, the folks backstage who are lip syncing to Deo were so totally off. Um, but other than that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the, the new lyrics for the whole being dead thing I thought was really good. Um, the choir boy performance, I don't think landed, uh, as well as they would have liked it to. We talked about how Hades town was putrid. Um, but to me overall, it felt fine. The bits were okay. Um, you know, Cranston was really funny with the, uh, I'm bloated as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. That was pretty good. But, you know, uh, uh, for me, it was a C. If you had to grade it, you seem to be more on the B plus A minus side, it sounds like. Uh, strong B plus. 
I don't know if I'd kid A minus, but strong B plus. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to I want to talk about something else as we move forward here. One of the things that we knew and we've been talking about that's going to come after the Tony Awards is that at some point this week, likely a show or two or three or four is going to announce closing. Maybe that closing's at the end of mm-hmm. this week. Maybe it's by the end of this month. Maybe it's on Labor Day. Maybe it's January, whatever, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, whenever that that weekend is. Um, what would you expect this week to happen? Do you think we'll have closings? If so, either what either shows or pick a number. Or give me what your feeling is for what's going to happen in the shakeout of this year's Tonys. I again, we ha- we don't really have any huge surprises here. So, if a Broadway producer is surprised by an outcome that they thought that they would need to get an award to keep their show open, uh. I don't really foresee that happening right now in this environment. I think the people that are in trouble know they're in trouble and also knew their standing uh, and uh, possibilities uh, with the Tony Awards. So I don't foresee that we're going to have a lot of uh, surprise announcements this week. Uh, I do think that there's going to be a lot of looking at box office over at the prom. Uh, to see how well prom translated over the television waves into ticket sales. Uh, And I think that that's the big question mark is the prom be more chill. I just, I just don't understand. uh, I don't understand what their plan is, but I I think I understand what the prom is. Yeah. I agree with you and I disagree with you. I don't think that anything that happened on Tony Knight necessarily changed the 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 mathematics and the arithmetic of what the producers are going to do. But what I do think is, is that some producers might have been holding off until after the Tony Awards uh, to make an announcement. I oh, yeah. think that yeah, yeah. I think that we will mm-hmm. probably see a handful of plays, maybe or a, a play, maybe two or three. Uh, announced closing this week um, or at least the next couple of weeks, I think we'll probably see a musical or two or again, three announced closing um, over the next few weeks. I would not be surprised if we had a rush of them on Monday and Tuesday of this week and then maybe a couple more Monday, Tuesday next week. Um, I think that there are some shows that are just limping along so poorly. I would not be surprised if Gary closed early. That would be another Scott Rudin play. Um, hey, Scott Rudin early. almost made it to stage today. Did you see that? He did, <laughs> helping yeah. Elaine May. Elaine May. I, mean, he already, I he thought he was got gonna... her a garbage disposal, so uh, he had to walk her up the stairs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I would not be surprised if Gary um, closed early. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Hillary and Clinton closed early. Oh, yeah. I think we're probably too far away for Frankie and Johnny to close early. Um, but you never know. Um, and again, like you said, I, I think we could keep an eye on Be More Chill, The Prom. Um, I think some of the longer running shows might even start to make announcements here too, James. Things like Waitress, things uh, like potentially like Beautiful, um, maybe even hmm, <laughs> um, that might be. We might see something from King Kong, although I think they'll hold on for a while. Um but uh, but yeah, I, I think we'll probably see probably four shows announced closing over the next couple of weeks. That would be my guess. Um, although I only got 19 of the 26 Tony Award categories correct this year. So I'm very disappointed in my myself and Miss Cleo. Um, but, you know, so maybe my predictions don't hold as much water as they used to. 
<laughs> you know, it's all about averages, not about not about a single at bat. It's all about the batting average, and I think that's a pretty good batting average yeah. you've got. All right, I'll take. <laughs> all right, uh, Matt. So why don't you get us out of here? Okay, um, James, we're going to be taking a week or a week-ish off. Um, if anything comes up over the next week uh, that is of monumental importance, probably we won't break into a previously scheduled hiatus eye uh, with closings. But if anything else major happens, we will definitely let you know in this feed, either one of us or both of us or somebody else who knows at this point. But so uh, we'll be back sometime next week. In the meantime, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. And you're coming to New York, right? That is the plan, yes. So uh, it's official now. You're official, you know. Not it was, yet. Not yet. No, not until, until you get, I on, get the on the plane. plane. Yeah, yeah. Not until I get on the plane. All right. My name is James Reno from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for uh, wrapping up the Tony season with us. And uh, Matt, Ashley, and I will be back you know Wait, who? What? A- what? ashley ashley steves what? oh ashley? okay this is this is news well you know a- ashley's gonna uh ashley's gonna join the today on broadway team whoa yeah we haven't said that we haven't okay all right i guess we'll see what happens when we get back from our break and uh so matt i'll see you when you get to new york okay maybe I mean, if I get there, I mean, although the last few times I've been to New York, you've left the country. Uh, So, you know. All right.